Adam Cravens, and Jane Ellen watch more movies each month than most people do in a year. Parental Guidance Suggested reviews new movies in theaters with no spoilers promise. These film nerds know their stuff. Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. And there are still new movies to be seen at the theater. And uh, I don't think this one's on HBO Max. I wish all of them were. That'd be so convenient for me. Well, I mean, I'm sure Warner Brothers would, would enjoy that. Like mm-hmm. having having a monopoly while uh, illegal, theoretically, mm. um, I'm sure would benefit them uh, financially. So, uh, you've got Sherlock Holmes, or Khan, or Benedict Cumberbatch is in The Courier. Is even, he The gonna, Courier? We're going to disrespect Dr. Strange there. He's oh, a doctor, yeah, yeah. Jane. Oh, he, did not, doctor. he did not go to school for eight years for you not to He's mention do- him. You know, that makes me wonder, isn't Technically, wouldn't Sherlock Holmes, I mean, he did he just not get the degree? I mean, he's incredibly smart. Wouldn't he have a PhD as well? He... Maybe he's self-taught. Like, now that you're mentioning this, I actually don't know that he was schooled, like, so much in in that, or or if it was just, if he's just street smart, like, because he's a smart guy. Hmm. I, I know a lot about, like, whenever he's actually solving, but I can't think of actually, like, I don't remember he a... He should be, if anyone should have a PhD after his name, it's Sherlock Holmes. You would, you would think. Huh. Or maybe he does, and he's just like, I'm so smart. I don't need. I don't need to tell people I'm a doctor. They can listen to me talk and, and figure know. it out for themselves. My mom used to say PhD stood for piled high and deep. <laughs> <laughs> I've that that's been the same uh, excuse people have told me that I have brown brown eyes. Mm, mm, and yeah. they're not wrong. They're not wrong. So is he the courier? He is in fact the courier. Like Clint Eastwood was the mule, he is the courier. Not an actual mule, but he was the the mule of that that respective film, yes. So, what's it about? He curries things. Okay. He Sounds... he makes curry well, and it's delicious. <laughs> no, I don't think I've had curry. That's absolutely not what happens. Um, it's set in the '60s, mm-hmm. and in the fabulous '60s, yeah, baby. No, 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 not not those '60s. Oh. This is the. Well, it's it's not even the James. I, I don't want to paint too much. Like this is not uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, like leaping from cars. Like <laughs> he he he's not like spraying acid from like a lapel or something like that. He doesn't have rocket powered anything. It's about getting like intel from the Soviets and making sure that. Oh, it's like a grown up movie. Yeah, like this is oh. all okay. Like in Star Wars. That that line where they go, many Bothans died. Okay, this is not the run through the trench in the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not X-Wings. Like, this is not lightsaber battles. This is that, that little throwaway line. This is about the Bothans that got that information. So it's a lot of talking. It's a lot of dark... Dark rooms or dark alleyways. It's like reading a book with no pictures. It's, it, it's almost like, yes, there's... I can't think of any action. Like, there's not one uh, car chase hmm. that I can think of does in this movie. Does he perhaps walk quickly and someone else is walking quickly behind I him? I think he he does walk quickly. He glances very nervously okay. uh, behind him. But it's that's the kind of movie it is. It's the... the, the walking quickly glancing movie. The all, the all that information that, like, James Bond always had, that they're like, we've got this Bond and we have to do with it now because Moonraker is going to blah, blah, blah. This is how this is how they got all of that. This is how you get the information to James Bond's hand. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, 
I'm going to need an Aston Martin that can fire rockets uh, from from that. I need uh, laser powered sharks. And uh, do you have a do you have a rocket pack? A functional rocket pack? Mm, uh, can we get do that? Do I? This is oh. this is how you get all of that information, and it deals with like the dangers to people that have families that are are doing this, and it the the KGB starts to get kind of suspicious about so what's going it's on. The Cold War in the '60s, and no car chases. Right. It's it's also not uh, Austin Powers, though. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch is is rocking a stash that wouldn't have been out of place in one of the Austin Powers movies. Mm-hmm. So, at the moment, as far as I can see, it it did have a premiere in 2020 at Sundance, but that was January, and then kind of just had to wait. And, you know, the waiting is the hardest part. So now it's in theaters, and it'll be in theaters for uh, probably a whole month, maybe. Well, I mean, okay, for for example, Crudes is still playing. Is Jumanji still playing? You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it just popped up in there. Crudes came out back in December. Mm-hmm. To note, now I have to look it up. Crudes Two is also Electric on Boogaloo? home video. It has been for almost a month now, and it is still in theaters. The mm. movies are getting films have not got to play this long since the the day of like when when Forrest Gump could play for like nine months, or Titanic could be the number one movie for Crudes, nineteen straight yeah. weeks. Crudes is still there. As long as the movie will keep, because you're not getting those every week is not a fifty million, sixty million, like hundred twenty million dollar like opening. If your movie can keep on cracking, you know, one point seven million, five point three million, you know, three point whatever. They'll just let it sit there right now because nothing is making that kind of money. You're listening to Parental Guidance Suggested, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Ellen talking with Adam Cravens about what is currently in theaters and actually new, and it's The Courier with Benedict Cumberbatch. And what'd you think of it? I I am a fan, and like this puts off uh, some people. Like back, like let's say when I was 17, like I did enjoy. The Michael Bay movies. Like, I liked the fast cars. I liked the explosions. Like, I understood that. The older I've gotten, I, I just, I can't watch a Transformer movie without just getting bored. Mm-hmm. It, I'm, uh, okay, I bet that I bet that robot's going to do a flip and pu- There it is. It did it again. I like it when adults talk now. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. I I like getting to see character moments. I like getting to see like knives the, out. The, that was the, fun with adults. Oh talking. my goodness! Like that. Yes, yeah. that is the like. It's a lot of talking. It, it's a it's a good narrative that makes me want to follow it. And I'm not saying I don't occasionally enjoy an action movie, but I just I can't take a diet of just steady action or you know stupid comedy anymore like i i i don't know if my my palate has expanded or i'm just an old fart or both Mm. but it i mean it does say something that benedict cumberbatch in particular is believable as a superhuman con capable of defeating james kirk and the entirety of the enterprise enterprise uh dr strange who is the sorcerer supreme and here he's playing what's essentially a kind of a not a mousy, but I mean, he's he's nothing. At, at one point in the film, they even talk about it, and he's like, well, what am I going to be required to do? Except he says it the way, like, Benedict Cumberbatch uh-huh. talks. And they go, 
you're a middle-aged man. You were a private, like, in the war that saw no combat. You're not in particularly good shape. If we needed anything done, I promise you, you're the last person that we were going to talk to. You're, you're, you're the courier. All you're going to be doing is bringing information. You're going to be putting it in envelopes, putting it in your brief. Like, that's all you're doing. You're, you are not going to be like jumping off skyscrapers and like Back in the parasail. day with hard copies. I mean, that's what, yeah, they had to get the pieces of paper or they had to, you know, the microfiche or whatever uh, and get that. Like, this is a 60s, reasonably realistic. I'm just assuming. No, but I, I'm huh. surprised because I thought it was required that every film uh, that was British has to have him at some point or another. Especially in the 60s. Yeah. You would think. Or maybe they just digitally spliced him in there and I didn't see it. Speaking of digitally, I think you'll really appreciate it. More than likely. my spouse had said, well, we've got these three movies to watch before they leave HBO Max or Netflix or whatever. And the decision was made to watch Dreamcatcher, which I knew nothing about. He said it's based on a Stephen King novel. It's like, oh, okay. So I'm kind of watching it. Dreamcatcher from like 2000? Yes. Okay, all right. Here's the thing. I didn't know that this wasn't a new movie. And I said, wait, 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 wait. And I said, wait, (laughs) did they like age backwards everyone for this movie? I mean, and then they're going to jump forward to how old they are now. I said, because that's that's Timothy Oliphant, right? And that's... That's Morgan Freeman. So they're, why is everyone so young? So in a minute, they're just going to jump to, he goes, this was made in 2003. It's like, Oh, you didn't start with that. In my, I was, I was sitting there going, of all the Stephen King movies to remake. I mean, I got it. That made sense to me. Why would you remake Dreamcatcher? Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, fun, fun fact: Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote yes. Empire Strikes Back and Raiders of the Lost Ark, I believe, wrote and directed yes. that film. And- Not it. Also, fun fact, not as good as Empire Strikes Back <laughs> or Raiders of the Lost Ark. I should not not the best of Stephen but King see, adaptations. And I heard Kasdan and I went, huh? I didn't even know that this happened. L- Lawrence Han Solo Kasdan? I, like, I know that's Timothy Oliphant. Like, I know he is justified. He looks so young. Oh, it's just like what they did with Kurt Russell. No. No, it's not. They just made it it's 17, not, yes. 18 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what they did. Okay, that was just... <laughs> it's about to leave it, and I'm like, well, yeah, like I was... Yeah. I was in my 20s when that thing came out. Yeah, well, it was new to me. It's- I mean, te- yeah, there's a lot of movies that are technically new to me. I, I worked at a video store for yes. a minute, like in my 20s, so... There's a long stretch where I just literally saw everything good, bad, and different, whatever. Probably the only reason I saw Adam Sandler's version of Mr. Deeds is because I was like, oh, this is new. I haven't seen this. Well, now technically, technically, that is a movie. Okay. Yeah, now I've seen it. And it made me think, Stephen King has a lot to talk about. And even Anna Grace knows. She goes, why is it always young teen boys walking along railroad tracks with him? And why does everyone have stomach issues? Well, depending on when it was written. With um, bullies. I have read like some of uh, the interviews he's had, or I've seen the interviews. And funny enough, like some of his books, he's like, oh yeah, I wrote that in five days and I was on cocaine. Oh. I don't I don't remember writing any of it. And I'm huh. just, I'm like sitting there going, that's, that's the best story. It's not, well, as a boy, like when we would summer in Rangoon, I, I would always, <laughs> I, you're expecting that kind of story. He's like, no, I was on coke. I was on coke hard. I wrote it in less than a week. It's one of the highest grossing, you know, books that I've ever had. 
I have no idea what I was thinking while I was writing I'm not it. advocating cocaine use, but... It gave us the West Wing. I'm just saying... It gave it, us Stephen King novels. Sometimes you hear a story like that and go, wow, what if for just a few years I did that? First of all, it'd be really thin. Look at how productive... And I would have accomplished all And again, we, we are not advocating no, cocaine. Not advocating Please do not... We're, this is a hypothetical. Yes, it is a hypothetical. Truly. There wow. there has to be some cocaine in the Rolling Stones albums. I mean, am, am I right? Uh, uh, am I? Uh, I mean, there's there are some kind of drug use if it's not cocaine in there. Oh, and as we're watching it, there's a Rolling Stones song playing. And Anna Grace said, oh, it's the Fantastic Mr. Fox song. It's like, yes. It's Fact, you're, Rolling Stones. You're not wrong. You're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. Or the Rolling Stones. I mean, maybe. whatever. <laughs> However, you want to you want to shade that. So anyway, uh, they didn't de-age all of the actors in Dreamcatcher because though they would have to if they did a sequel uh, now. Now, yeah, yeah. Plus, I wanted to say Timothy Oliphant, and I did, and who is apparently going to revisit his Justified character? Apparently. Oh my goodness! Well, calm down. We're talking about. The I know, career. but you said. I know. You said Timothy Oliphant. And I know. It, it it just makes me happy. And I was also happy that my youngest knew all the words to Blue Bayou, and she said, "Well, it's not Roy Orbison. It's not Linda Ronstadt who's singing." It's like I don't know, and you know all the words. I've done something right. It, there is pleasant moments where information is regurgitated that only you yeah. could have been. Th- now, sometimes your kid says a curse word and you're like, well, they didn't hear that from their grandma. Crap. That, no, in my case. That was like, probably me. Well, uh, I didn't make a big deal out of it because I figured, well, you know, they'll just, it's a phase. And if I make a big deal out of it, the phase has lasted several years. <laughs> There, There is a point, and this is for the non-parents out there, there is a point when your kids are desperate for your, your affection, your affirmation, like your acceptance of whatever there is they're doing. And then and they then, turn five. Then um, they age up, and anything that you want them to do is the worst thing. It doesn't matter what that, that thing is. Um, uh, we were talking about cocaine earlier. If you were just like, I really, I really want you to do this, they will rebel against you for the sake of rebelling. It doesn't yeah. matter what that thing Hey, let's go to Disneyland. Dad, you and your Disneyland, you can take your Disneyland and put it where the sun does. I don't want to go to Disneyland. We're going to Universal. <laughs> I, but fine, whatever. Okay, we can go to Universal. I don't want to go to Universal anymore. We're going to a water park. Just whatever it is that you want, they will make sure that it's not whatever that is. Yeah. I don't remember rebelling. Maybe well, I'm doing okay. it now. Some people some people rebel hard. Like, you know, they date the person that their parents so that you know, they find the the bad boy or bad girl. Um they you know, they squander like some of their inheritance. Uh some of them are just like, Oh, well, um I I don't like that song. Like sometimes well, you know it's what? big, sometimes did, it's small. I did have a huge rebellion that my mother did not like. When I was nineteen years old, I got my left ear double pierced. I got tattoos. I mean all all in all And that that was it for me. That was it. 19. All in all, really, I, I don't think my parents had it that hard with me. I'm not saying that, like, I was the the quintessential perfect, like, teenager. But, like, I didn't really rebel that hard. At no point did they get, you know, a phone call at 2 o'clock in the morning saying, come pick me up. Like, mm-hmm. I've done it. It was stuff. It Like, I got tattoos. My mom didn't like that. Um, How old were you? That I, I was right at uh, 18. 
So I mean, I was an I, when I say I was an adult, I I know that you're you're not an adult at eighteen. You're technically, an adult. you're technically you are recognized as, as an adult, but it'll be a, at least another twenty two years, uh, twenty five years before you're even close to kind of being an adult. Uh, true story. Yeah. Anyway, so there's that. Um, Timothy Elephant, The Courier. Is it a good movie? Yeah. As long as you enjoy like talky dramas um it, it's it it's a period piece so like the costumes and everything are very interesting but if you're going in there like i said expecting james bond or you're you're wanting to see kind of spy intrigue that's not what this movie is this is this is really how they had to get information like out of soviet or i guess it would have been the was it the ussr or was it russia at this point i think it was i think it was russia i want to soviet russia well, this is how you move that. It was that. the 60s, so back in the USSR is on the White Album. I like how we're quantifying this. So, I We think... don't just know the information. It's like, <laughs> all right, this this album cover has this. and on the... I think in the 60s, it's, the, it's still the USSR. I'm not saying, because eh, 69 and up, well, let's let it be. And the White Album is, what, 67, 68? So at that point... I'm comfortable saying it's the USSR, and apparently it is no longer that. No, it's not that. <sighs> but this is how you actually had to move like the information out of there. So if you're if you're wanting something, you know, where with you know tuxedos and exploding, and then maybe whatever, a tango. Sure, this is not that movie, okay. but it is based on a true story. I don't know Ooh. how much of it is is actual, and how much of it is just based on them going, okay, this, but we're going to make it this. I had a thought, which I will now express, and I don't remember what made me think of this, but I acquired some knowledge about some event or some something historical, a real thing. It could have been a person or whatever, but I acquired this and went, oh, that's really interesting. They need to make a movie about that. And then I realized, why do they need to make a movie? And are movies the only way everyone else can learn about this cool, interesting historical thing, which I think everyone should know about? And apparently, in my mind, I think that if it's not in a movie, it's kind of like studying. And if it's not in a movie, I don't really know it. My seven-year-old made a comment after I had explained something to my nine-year-old. My nine-year-old says, Dad... That's really interesting. You should write a book. My 13-year-old seconds it going, yeah, Dad, that's really good. I would totally read that. My 7-year-old goes, I wouldn't read it, but if they made a movie of it, I would watch that. So your, your, your line of thinking isn't, you're not the only one who thinks that. Uh, I, I think it's, it's validation to, to a certain degree. Um, if 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 you're if you're cool enough to have a movie made about you, or if your story's interesting enough mm -hmm. that you know they want to mine that gold, or you get a you know a mini series or 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 whatever a, a documentary, um, that's the way people like to digest their their information. I've been watching uh, Alan versus uh, Pharaoh on oh yes, watch on that HBO. Too. Like it makes me sick, and I can't watch it at for long periods of time because of the subject matter because it just. It makes me angry. It makes me disgusted. Like it just, it makes me nauseous. But it's it's of note enough that it has been translated into a way that the the public at large can digest it and understand exactly what what was going on there. Mm -hmm. um, is it good? 
the documentary is, is this what happened good? Oh, no, like on every imaginable level. Yeah. But it was a story that somebody felt needed to be told. And if you want to reach the masses, like back in Charles Dickens' day, you had to write, you know, for, uh, you know, a magazine or a paper. You had to have your book published. This is this is how you do that now for 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 intellectually better or worse. This is the way you are going to reach the most minds. Yeah. Mm, There you go. Anywho, The Courier is worth seeing. Right now it is in theaters, and then it will probably go the route of Amazon Prime and Vudu and all of that. It'll it'll stream eventually, but just, you know, it maybe it pulls a crudes, and four months down the road it's still making $2 million every week, or maybe, I, I don't know what's going on, and it shows up on Fandango now uh, on next Thursday. Um, mm. it, it's really, I never know what's going on anymore. The world is a crazy place. Indeed. So thank you so much for listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Craig. You've been listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.